You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. So welcome back to Live Wild Radio. The end of the last episode, I said that, you know, lying to yourself and not being who you actually are may not cause mental illness, but it definitely doesn't help fix it. You know, it's one of those things where whether it's admitting things you like, pursuing passions, like it's being honest. Like if you can't, if you can't be honest with yourself and introspective and, and you know, own up to that, then uh, you're putting yourself so far behind. And that's where this episode comes in. Um, because if it's about being true to yourself, this episode's guest has got like an interesting story. But does outdoors things, so it works. <laughs> Hi, Alex. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. So uh, Alex was the winner of a Real Rock 14. Um, Thanks for taking sh- me. Yeah, you're welcome. That was fun. It was, yeah, so we it had was. a great conversation in the car. <laughs> yeah. I know Alex actually through Winston. They used to work together. Anyways, I was completely inspired by what's going on in your life. But going back to the end of the last week's episode, in continuation of our support for mental awareness, life's an adventure. It doesn't have to be all outdoors. It's about doing the unexpected, chartering new territory. And sometimes that's just your life. And sometimes they're just living in a mask of, of a life brought on by going to school, as college, and then the workforce. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So you start to live a life because it's what's good for you. You'll get that house, that car. And you start to wonder... How did I get here? Especially yeah. when people die. That's what happened to me, is when people pass away, I start to really reevaluate what I was doing. And so for me, this whole Live Wild Radio is a return to my roots of what I love. There's nothing more empowering and liberating to do that. So I just wanted to point that out, that this is why we're doing this episode. Because it's not all about outdoor things, it's about what's going on in your head. Indoor. <laughs> Alex, welcome. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about yourself. Well, um, I really like to move. My favorite thing to do is be outside. So whatever it is that I that I can be doing outside, I love it. Um, other than that, I work as a rope access technician in industrial fields. What is that? Rope access? Yes. Rope access is industrial climbing. So essentially, you take rock climbing and you have it date industrial trades and they have a baby and that's rope access. So basically what we do is we get to spots that scaffolding can't or is dangerous to get to and we do it using ropes or aid climbing and once we're in the spot we need to be at, uh, we perform maintenance, inspections, whatever it is. Um, it's a great time all around, really. Sounds I, I, very I adventurous. Couldn't love it any more than I do already. So really what I like doing is new things. Um, Putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Don't get me wrong. I love sitting at home watching Netflix and eating popcorn, but I I like, I like new things. I like not knowing where I'm going. Yeah. So, so something that's interesting uh, and this is sort of one of, one of the themes of this episode is when I met you, you were a woman. I was. How would you cast, classify yourself now? Not a woman. <laughs> no, I identify as, as, uh, identify as male now. Um, I'm trans. I have been on hormones for a little over a year now. 
changes are happening. <laughs> changes are happening. Because well, I, I haven't like bumped into you in probably no, like I, well, I haven't. You know, and because occasionally we bump into each other at the climbing gym, but but the the difference in your voice is pretty substantial. Yeah. yeah. Notice the shoulders too. Yeah, a little bigger. <laughs> you know, and are you doing anything? Like you hitting the gym? No. No, it's a magic. It's like a, it, it's that? a magic it's hormone. <laughs> If you want to get jacked without doing anything, take testosterone. Yeah, like there's get actually there's actually studies on it. Uh, That's what you know, bodybuilders uh, do. Well, then they still work out, but there there was a cool study that was done that had um, a group working out, a group working out with testosterone, a group just taking testosterone, and a group not taking testosterone and not working out, and the group that made the most progress was working out with testosterone but the group that made the second most progress was not working out with testosterone yeah 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 i mean at a certain point i think it's about eight months in uh well uh, eight months in on hormone replacement therapy call it hrt you start to see muscle gain uh you're you're gaining muscle mass substantially and a lot easier than it used to be, too. And apparently, it's easier to lose weight, but don't quote me on that one. <laughs> well, it's, it's easier to lose body fat. Body fat, yes. Yeah. And body fat has been redistrib- redistributing, yeah. which is really interesting. Um, so where are you gaining the muscle? The muscle, so far, my shoulders, my legs uh, have changed a lot. That's where I've noticed it the most. And that's yeah. uh, it, basically because what's interesting, both in men and women, there's more androgen receptors in the shoulders upper pecs, traps, and legs. Uh, so hmm. if you're not training, those would be the areas that grow, right? Now, if you're training, those areas would grow too, mm-hmm. um, you know. But And it's part of the way you spot like a, a bodybuilder type dude on, um, you know, testosterone or steroids. If they have like baseball type capped shoulders, huge like peaked traps, um, and a well-developed upper chest, um, no, not a hundred percent guarantee, but the odds are highly um, in that favor. Yeah, because there's more androgen receptors in those areas. Mm. For somebody who's never done steroids, I know so much <laughs> shit about this. Really? Yeah, but, I'm looking at you suspiciously now. <laughs> and is it is it legal in Canada? Well, but you can you can. It, it's easy enough to fudge like a testosterone test. It's not great for you though if you already are producing testosterone and you start <clears throat> taking testosterone. You can easily. I've heard kind of mess your body up and stop it from producing its own testosterone. Well, see, that's where you take Clomid, uh, not where your balls don't shrink, <laughs> and uh, you take like a Remadex or something that stops. Um, Are you uh, sure you're not training anybody? <laughs> well, I can't say I'm not training anybody. I just, I've just never done it myself. <laughs> um, you know, I'm honest. Um, I see what I'm saving for because, like, I get blood work done every year. Like six months, every six months. Six months a year. Yeah. <laughs> OCD. Yeah, but my thing is, is like when I get to that point where like I've got low T, right? Because like training works pretty well. Like I'm fat, but I just eat too much. Um, oh, I love eating. So. You know, but muscle still grows. I'm getting, you know, I can get stronger. Mm-hmm. My athletic performance is good. You know, libido and my dick and everything works fine. Um, <laughs> right, because these are all indicators of low T. But when I get that test and it's like you know, either low normal or below. It's like, okay, doc. <laughs> Hit me. Uh, and, it, and it's much easier for guys because our hormonal system is much simpler than women's because we don't operate on a cycle. 
Yeah. You know. Can you imagine if guys had periods? Yeah. If guys were on a cycle and had so periods? what happens with you? I don't have periods anymore. Oh, thank God. High five. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, basically, any idea, like, uh, like how much per... Because I'd assume starting off female, they're not going to put you on... No, I've been on the same uh, dose, 50 milligrams a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the, the typical guy would be about 200. Because I listen to Ben Greenfield... Uh, we have his giant biomless book over there about Which living, living longer. Winston found his birthday present a little early. <laughs> well, Catherine, Catherine just left my birthday present sitting on the floor. Happy early birthday. Uh, yeah. Um, but what's really fascinating with it is, uh, and that's not in the book, but it, it was just on his recent podcast. He's on um, hormone replacement therapy. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, he's 38. That's not old. No, I know. But it's one of those things when you're like a biohacker, you can do all sorts of shit. And what he does is twice a day um, testosterone cream. Yeah, you have it in forms of patches, Injectables. Yeah, I inject mine. Um, Um, But the reason, because he's done the injection thing too. But the reason why, what happens is, is that it's like it spikes and then it gradually goes down, you know, roughly once a week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I sweat a lot the night before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I've been sweating. I don't think I've ever sweat that much in my life. Um, I've barely had to wear a winter coat this winter. Granted, we haven't really had a winter, but yeah, um, yeah. I know it's I had to change my layering system from I mean, shit, I was cold all the time. Now I wear insulated overalls and a sweater and I'm fine anywhere I go. In well, fact, see, that, I'm sweating. But that's actually an interesting thing, right? Like because, um, it's the first thing I noticed. Was yeah. Well, sweating. this is one of those questions because you know, like I've been, I have been thinking about questions to you know, or things I wanted to talk to you about because you were a woman, um, and now you basically have a lot of the physiological responses of a male. Very much so. Yeah. Um, what's it like though between the two? Um, it's the, really interesting because because. Sometimes things will happen and I feel like almost a, and it is almost a, a science experiment. Mm-hmm. There's not years and years and years of research on this. There's extensive research, but I wouldn't say there's, you know, a hundred years of research on this. So it's cool because I get to see these changes firsthand. They're on my body mm-hmm. and they're on a body that I never identified with before. And they're mm-hmm. changes that push me towards, you know, finally seeing that reflection in the mirror as myself. So it's been really interesting because all these changes are happening, some really slowly, some too slowly. I mean, look at that beer. I don't have that yet. Yeah. You know? But I mean... Yeah, but you don't have the back hair either, so... Look <laughs> yeah, that. I'll leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, things, things started changing really quickly right off the bat, and it made me incredibly happy. That's when I knew, you know, I never questioned whether or not that was what I wanted to do. Like, I, I, I never questioned if I was doing the right thing because I never felt like I was doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I started hormones and things started changing, that was kind of the, the telltale sign for me that, no, like, you are on the right path for you. You know, it, it, what you're doing is right for you, and it doesn't matter what anyone else says because I've never been this happy in my life. Now, the weird part of starting hormones and seeing those changes is the social, the social changes that come with it and starting to be treated differently mm. and gaining male privilege when I, when I pass as male. Um, that's weird. People Talk going, bro. That. Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
first off, realizing I mentioned working in an industrial, very industrial setting. It's heavy construction, um, big plants and manufacturers, and it's a lot of you know tough, macho, stereotypical factory guys, and just being treated like one of theirs now, being treated like a bro, um, and also the stuff that they'll say when they don't think that there's a a woman around, you know, and oh, it's it's it can be wild, it can be wild, uh, and I think that's when my role comes in mm. that now's not my time to shut up, now's my time to use that newfound privilege to be able to almost infiltrate those situations and be like, hey, it's not fine to say whether whether there's women or not around, you can't be saying these things, you know? So it's it's things like that. I've been lucky that uh, it's not happened often that I hear really sexist comments or gross comments. But I have seen a difference. Um, man, do guys pat your back a lot. Eh? It's yeah. a lot of... <laughs> Good work, buddy. Pat, pat. You know, well, uh, it, 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 <laughs> there's so much patting on the back. There's yeah, so like, much, like physical patting on the back. Really? Oh, it, yeah. It, I've it, been. It, yeah, yeah, look, unless you played football and you had pads on, then they pat you on the butt. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Like I kind of want play. my butt to be patted You know, but like, and it, it, it's kind of a male. You would never do that with the, I've never, anyway, it's always high fives. Or, well, it would just be weird if a guy started patting a woman on the back. Like, it'd be almost rough, like. Yeah, but that's. Bam, bam, good but job. But it, it's a way that you can sort of show approval and affection in, in a, a dude way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's something I've noticed, being called buddy a lot. Yeah. Um, and there dude. is this There's dude, a lot of dude. There's this weird almost, f- not almost, there's this like very fraternal love between guys that I never noticed or felt obviously before I started passing as one of one of the guys <clears throat> and it's almost this you know like hey buddy like I'll take you under my wing like I'll I'll help you out just because you know oh my I god don't. this is like the female version of a book club <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a club. <laughs> it's 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 oh been it's been this interesting. It's thing. I've been extremely fortunate not to have major. I mean, if you were to ask me bad experiences, I'd have a hard time off the top of my head telling you any because nothing's been major. It's always it, it's minor annoyances, but it's nothing. I've I've been extremely lucky, um, and that and that's going back to I mean, just if you look at statistics, if you look at trans people coming out, my family was fine with it. Um, it took a bit of coming around, but my parents are my my biggest supporters in this nice. adventure, and so are my siblings. And a lot of people get kicked out; they get disowned. They get told that you know, if you ever tell anyone this, blah blah blah. All I got was love from my family, from my friends. So I can't say I've had it hard. I've had it. I've been so fortunate. And I'm so grateful, but I've noticed such a change in the way that people act around me um that's something i was not expecting that was that's what took me by surprise i was expecting the the physical changes but when i told everyone oh yeah like it'll still be me you know don't worry but now i'm finding myself kind of almost you know as when i was female presenting i thought you know swearing is uh, it's assertive and i'm a badass you know like whatever it was but now i'm i don't want to be i don't want to be an aggressive male 
I don't want to be the guy going around swearing like a sailor because that's off-putting. It's oh, not really? inviting. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> There's to a certain extent. Don't don't get me wrong. I so still fucking swear. You're actually more conscious of what you swear now. I am a lot more conscious of what I do now because because I'm trying to understand this newfound male privilege that yeah if I'm walking down the street and there's a woman across the street or in front of me, she'll cross and that's fine. And I can't be, I used to do the same damn thing. Cause you, you, know? you look like you're 17 right now. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I'm a little teenage, 26 year old teenage <laughs> boy. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's that so. thing. It's like, and, and I think it's that, that you look like a, you know, you're presenting very male, but, but I look very but young. You're, you're young. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be great when I'm 30, you know, but, but see, it's the thing when you're my age, you know, if you put a little bit of that, that uh, just for men, you know, when the beard does grow in, <laughs> it's like, wow, you look so young. <laughs> Your skin is so soft. <laughs> yeah. No soft skin for me, though. Acne really is uh, a big thing. It really hits you. Well, because essentially you're going through a second puberty. It is a second puberty. It's it's funny, though, because it's as annoying as it might sound, second puberty, you know, like who wants a first puberty to start with? But it's the puberty that I wanted, so it's it's not a bad. I, yeah. I I I did not want the first puberty I got, so it's almost like returning a shitty Christmas gift and getting <laughs> the one you wanted. You know? <laughs> so. And see, at least you're never going to go through the thing of like normal boy puberty, which is I don't get visible public <laughs> boners. Yeah, like uh, can uh, you come uh, put the uh, bo- answer no. on the board? It's like no, I'm wearing track pants. <laughs> Sorry, man, I, I can't. I can't right now. <laughs> instead <laughs> yeah no i'll text it to you <laughs> when i was at work today i was resting i was trying to, to go over a beam and it was a really small steel beam and it was resting right on my crotch and i just looked at my coworker and i was like man thank god i don't have balls eh? <laughs> <laughs> it makes my work a lot easier the harness for sure <laughs> so, so you went through this transition from a woman to a man at work at work, yes. So you're, so you're still with the same people? I trained with the company I, I'm employed by and then then got hired um, and I was female presenting. I, I don't even think I'd come out to my parents yet. And then I started, so you came did, out we, at work. I, I, you didn't come out to your parents that you're what? About being trans. Gotcha. Yeah. So I don't remember if I was openly trans to my family when I got hired. But I came out at work shortly after. And and honestly, I couldn't ask for a better work environment nice. to have done this. And we both know the climbing community is open-minded mm-hmm. and loving. So I couldn't ask for it's a better... As long as your belay doesn't suck, like, I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, keep your hand on the brake rope. <laughs> so what, what is the... Uh... I mean, Catherine, seriously, keep your hand on the brake rope. Well, when you're not trying to take out, just sitting there, like... The cam you got stuck? <laughs> Sorry. It's an issue. Hey, it's good pro. The only um, piece in 34 years, the only piece I've ever lost. <laughs> like, oh no, you lost gear. She's. I was teaching like He's trad a placements. He's a terrible teacher. He's a horrible teacher. She's a terrible teacher. That's she why I got lost. She jammed a number three where a number two went. Well, it's not coming out. It's good pro. Yeah, I mean, you, I'd whip it's on bomber. That. Yeah, get, see, there you go. You know, until the sling dissolves in the sun, uh, it'll be good for the next ten years. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But, um, um, so, what are the age? Uh, demographics I'm the, of these people. Actually, you know what? I'd say from from 18 to late 30s. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and we're we're a really small crew. When we're working, there's I mean today we were two. Sometimes we're eight. Never really goes past that. Yeah, I've rarely worked where we were more than 
if I get or got um, misgendered uh, pronouns used wrong at work, they're the first ones correcting whoever did it. Um, they're the f- because it's that's one thing that I've struggled with is um, therapist. In fact, told me I was putting uh, other people's comfort before my own when it came to pronouns because it can be kind of awkward correcting someone um, if they internalize it because and it's happened to me where it quickly turns from you trying to just you know make them aware that hey no hard feelings no big deal but next time you use you know the next time you refer to me that's not the right pronouns and quickly turns to you converting them because they're you know making it about themselves so it can be a tricky situation, but when you have allies, that's 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 what allyship is about. Is it's them standing up for you when you don't feel comfortable doing it, and that's where I've been so fortunate. Is I mean, right as I came out, they all started using the right pronouns. You know, they asked the questions that asked pertinent questions to try to understand where I was coming from better, and if we were at work and <clears throat> so and so called me she. In a safety meeting or whatnot, then they'd be like, oh, he, or they would just next time refer to me as him, kind of set the tone. And yeah, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a small, tight-knit family. It's nice. Been re- I'm really lucky to, to be where I'm at. I'm really grateful. Yeah, because like, outside of like your work environment, and obviously your family's been, family and friends have been good, uh, have you found, you know, sort of out in the world at large... Uh, like how long did it go from people going hey lady to hey dude I'd say it's just starting to happen now um, I'm finally starting to get sir it happened at that, the... that actually just means you're old <laughs> <laughs> it's very validating yesterday a friend of mine told me she was telling uh, a mutual friend about and it, that's a mutual friend that I met once I was already on testosterone and she was telling her about my surgery coming up I'm I'm getting top surgery soon, which is a very what's, affirming. What's top surgery? Top surgery is a double mastectomy. Uh, trans men uh, get it very often. It's very affirming. Um, to go from boobs to pecs. To go from yeah to not have to because it's not it's essentially yeah the way that you get rid of the the boob bump is through binding um, and not only trans men do it a lot of non-binary folks or whoever really wants to can can bind and uh, they make binders specifically um it's kind of like a really tight sports bra but But it can't be comfortable it's not comfortable it's sweaty um i mean that's the reason i get cold at work is because it it gets sweaty and it doesn't matter if i'm wearing uh breathable wicking you know base layers It, it doesn't matter because because that that layer is wet and I'm cold and I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, you can you get acne. Like you just, you don't, you don't want that. And you don't want, you don't just don't want to be squished all the time. So, I mean, people break ribs from buying too tight. So it's something very liberating. And I've heard a lot of uh, trans guys say that that's where they feel in retrospect that they really, really started. That was the good, like the very beginning, the starting point of mm. their life as male you know and and i'm really excited for that so that's happening in two months but um why was i talking about that again <laughs> that's okay there was just, that was we, a we just there was a people around. in strange like people in public and the strangers oh yeah <clears throat> i find that uh if they if they spot uh 
boobs, then yeah. But even lately, um, I've just been getting, I've been getting certain. My friend was talking to a mutual friend uh, about my surgery, and she was like, "What do you mean surgery? Like, what do you mean he's getting surgery?" And turns out she didn't know that I was trans, and that I found that out yesterday that she said that, and that that's a big, big step for me because lately, the past couple months, I started passing. Um, in the trans community, when when you refer to passing, you refer to passing as the gender that you um, you feel. So passing male for me, and when I first started passing, it was only with elderly people, and then it it kind of got elderly people, and then um, foreign people, people uh, without glasses. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a compliment. You're like oh, people right. who can't see. <laughs> um, but then now it started happening with people my own age, so that's a very big step. That's very and cool. it's uh, a really good feeling, yeah. 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 So let let's take a step back. Um, when did you come across or like sort of discover that? Wait a second, I'm not happy in the body I'm in. It's it's a weird um, journey because it was a real realization to realize that it wasn't normal not to. See not to identify with my reflection in the mirror. I thought that was a normal thing. <laughs> to not, I mean, to look at myself, but not see it. Kind of almost, you're looking at someone else. Kids nowadays have vocabulary now. They have terms like gender dysphoria, which means when you don't, uh, you feel uncomfortable in your body, you don't identify with the body you have. Um, I didn't have that. I, I just grew up thinking, you know, I'm, just awkward in my body and I'm gay as fuck and that's that's how life goes but then it started being there's there's uh the front woman of this band against me I, I don't know if you know Laura Jane Grace transitioned from Tom Gable and that was kind of the the first big you know like realization that it's it's a thing that you can do and it's not, and for a long time, it looks crazy until you're there and you're doing it. And that, I mean, that applies to everything in life. Mm-hmm. It seems unachievable and absolutely batshit crazy. And then all of a sudden you're there and you're the one doing it and it's normal and it feels good. So I'd say a solid decade of trying to come to terms with things and slowly coming out to friends and slowly coming out to my siblings and then my parents and then just the road to getting uh, appropriate medical help is very, very lengthy. Um, Talk about that. It's covered by OHIP to a certain extent, but you need a diagnosis for it, which personally I think is bullshit that you need to go and justify how you feel to a doctor to get a diagnosis. Is it worth it? Yes. Is it fair to ask that of people? I'm not sure. I understand the point of view where they want to make sure that before they provide you with hormones, you live in an environment where you're not at risk. You are ready mentally and you know, you don't hold those answers, you know, you don't hold those solutions kind of on a pedestal. Like if I start hormones, everything in my life will be fine. You know, you have to, there's, there's so much more than just being on hormones. So Essentially, you go to your doctor and you, you tell them, which is a big step. It's pretty daunting to tell your doctor that you feel like that because then you're, you're, you're vocalizing it. It's real. Yeah. Once it's out there, in words, to a professional, <clears throat> it's legit. 
and you can back out, but but it's real. And all of a sudden, it's it dawns on you that you're making that step, and it's something that's happening. So essentially, I went to my family doctor, and for a long time, I was just being pointed from one doctor to another. How long ago was that? Two years ago, about. So my family doctor put me on a wait list to KMH in Toronto, mm-hmm. Wow, Center of Mental Health and... What is it? Center of Mental Health and Addiction, I think. Really? Seems weird to mix those together. Well, they have a gender uh, study wing, um, and they're really good at what they do. Um, So basically, I waited for a year until my my appointment with the psychologist there, and I was so nervous to go in and felt like I had to prove myself, and I I kept thinking, you know, what if they don't believe me that Mm. I feel this way? I like trucks. Yeah. (laughs) What if they don't know that I want the guy's toy at McDonald's, you know? No, but but actually, though, <laughs> I was so nervous, and then I walked in, and all of a sudden, they were so nice. Um, he was queer, and he just made me feel so at ease. But it's pretty—it's two hours of them dicking, digging, dicking, <laughs> them digging in your past. You know, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna start that sentence. <laughs> Fair enough. I won't say dick. <laughs> Although dick is funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're dicking around. Although I was thinking about it today, and this is totally a little <laughs> an aside. Um, how w- if we call somebody a pussy? Yeah, you know which we refer to female genitalia. That's like weak. But it's the strongest damn genitalia we have around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then if we say somebody's a dick, what we're saying is they're an asshole. So neither genitalia is used as a positive descriptor. But assholes and assholes. So yeah, and then uh, assholes the only honest one. No, but but. <laughs> But it comes in, it's like, uh, an asshole can be fun, too. <laughs> it's 2020, Winston, an asshole's on the menu. Right, I know. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, but it's not considered a positive either. Oh, my God. Like any, Where is this going? Any of the things you play with are used negatively. <laughs> I'm just saying. That was just a thought I had today. It's a good thought to have. It's a good thought to have. You know? <laughs> Um, so, anyway, um, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, it's pretty intensive because they spend about two hours digging, like in your childhood and trying to understand where you're coming from, and they ask you questions, and it's really validating though at one point because they're asking you, "Well, do you feel like this? Well, do you feel like that?" And then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I thought only I felt this way," but no, they they ask people that question every day because you're not alone, and it is something that. You know, when I when I left and they're like, you know, we think you're ready for testosterone, whatever. So they told me and I went home and I, I bawled. They told me they're like, don't worry, we got you, get, you. When you get the testosterone. You'll get over that. You don't cry anymore. <laughs> oh, man, I haven't cried in a year. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Um, I used to cry all the time. <laughs> I, really? I have a really hard time now. If I cry, it'll be kind of like a it wells up. And, and my eyes tear. tear up. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but I can't let it go. It's, unless it's a unless wow. it's a movie with the dog dying, then you're fucked. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's not. Welcome to Guy that. World. <laughs> so I mean that the best way I can describe, and I've used that. I think I used that metaphor with you. <clears throat> um, the best way I can describe the emotional change is if you think of your emotions as a bucket, and every time every time something happens, you get you know water in your bucket. My emotional bucket's just bigger, and it takes so much more now for it to, to overflow. overflow. Yeah. Yeah, but to go back to the to the doctors when uh, when I left, basically they're what they're telling you is you've been struggling for whoever knows how long. 
it's out of your hands now. We got you. And that's probably the best thing that you can hear that, you know, you're not alone anymore. And from there on, the ball gets rolling and you get testosterone, which um, is not covered, but top surgery is. Um, yeah. So but it's worth it. It's so worth it. If, if you can feel happy, if you can, if you can wake up, if you can, you know what, if you can go to bed and sleep, then because that'll keep you up at night, mm-hmm. you know? They'll keep you up. Well, and that, that's an interesting thing because it kind of ties back to the last episode about, you know, mental illness. Um, from the standpoint of uh, I had plenty of times of looking in the mirror and loathing the person I looked at. But it had nothing to do with the fact that I was male or, you know, whatever. Right? That, that didn't factor into it. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was the... You're a piece of shit, and you're you're you know nobody likes you, and the world sucks, and you know, and and I think you basically because as a human being, you're gonna have to deal with that, and then gender dysphoria, right? So the you know it's one of those things, like because you're making an assumption here that he feels that way. No, no, no. But but early on, like when you're looking, you know, we're talking about looking in the mirror. Did you feel that way? Um, luckily, dysphoria has not been something that is very, that I've experienced very intensely. Mm-hmm. Some people, I mean, it's crippling. It can be crippling. Yeah. Uh, I've been really lucky that way because, because I have the privilege to know that it's temporary for me. Um, if I didn't know when, if I didn't know, I mean, I was thinking about that the other day, I was getting ready and I was like, oh, those damn binders, you know, I can't wait to get surgery. I'm fine with binding right now. Because we all run into the thing of looking in the mirror yeah. and not being happy with who you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. But and being you... happy looking, but being being unhappy with you as a person versus just the the, the man suit you're wearing. Yeah. Like the skin suit. That's a whole other feeling. And yeah. separating the two, you're right, is extremely difficult. Yeah, because how do you tell the difference, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like loathing is loathing, right? Yeah. Is it like, is it, you know, like I ran into a lot as a teenager, which is looking at myself and it's like uh, the the thing of like, you're just a loser versus... You had a very difficult upbringing. Well, I know I did. Yeah. Like, you know, but I mean, but it's the same kind of thing when you're, if you're, if you're looking in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see, it's how to, to, to tell the difference of, is it something that, okay, I just got to like do some push ups and get some self confidence and, and get my shit together? Mm-hmm. Or is there. When I started to realize that, because, you know, we'll all look in the mirror and I wish I had less fat here. I wish I was more muscular there. And then I started to realize that the changes I wanted were belly hair and no boobs and broader shoulders and a beard. And I was like, huh. That's very dudish. Well, I might... <laughs> I don't know if everyone feels that way. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. And then it's when I, when, I, when I started identifying that the changes I wanted were inherently male features. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel? The, um... A weird mix of panic and liberation nice. because finally you identified it, but now that's a whole other can of worms you're opening because no one wants to be Different. trans, right? That gets, but I mean, between you and I, I wouldn't do, if I had to pick, I'd do it all over 
again the same. I, I was raised and socialized as a woman. So I have the privilege of, I feel, being sensitive to issues that people that were raised male are not. I mean, being raised woman, uh, I think I wouldn't you do it. I, know, I wouldn't, no means no. And I think everyone knows, everyone should know that, but well, yes. You know, but, but even beyond that, it's like, you know, enthusiastic <laughs> consent. Like there's, there's all these things you're learning. You know, yeah. like like you you don't even have to like it's that kind of thing where where that straddling of two worlds because you you've lived in both of them. Yeah, it's an experience that not a lot of people get to live, no. and I'm really I'm really grateful for I would it make every a day. Fucking ugly girl. <laughs> <laughs> that, them kind of wide shoulders and big legs. I could braid that chest hair though. Yeah. <laughs> Like the, I don't, I don't know if there's enough estrogen to make all this body hair fall out. Like, oh man, you know, oh, there's an air for that. Yeah, I, listen, I got my back waxed once. Oh. It was fucking. Aside from the torture, why did you do that? Must have been so for cycling. No, it was, it was insecurity. Really? Right. The uh, how old were you? Uh, probably 25, 26. Well, that's too bad. And like the thing is, I think I was no, no, I was twenty seven. Like I th- or it's something in that I was married already. Right, so she already knew I was fucking hairy, but I was trying to like better myself, right? And I had this thing in my head of like having a hairy Cause had, back. Because you had a six pack at this time, right? Yeah, I had abs, but I had a hairy back, right? Like now I would just fucking own it and be like, you know, like what I realize is like, if I was gay, right? Gay, hairy with abs. Ah, uh, you're time, a bear then. I'm like I'm a sex symbol. <laughs> like other than not liking dick, like. It, it it's just sort of like almost like like an uh, a, an injustice in the world, where it's like I'm built wrong to be a sex symbol to women, <laughs> you know, because there are like if you look at sort of most of the guys who are like sex symbols to women, you know, yeah, that's the buff and fit, but like they're like oh yeah no I'm getting I'm getting I'm catching your drift you know I'm catching your they're, drift they're baby smooth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, as a hairy a person, type. if you actually do the, the hair removal, it doesn't stop growing. So now all of a sudden you're like this irritated like oh. bristleboard. Yeah, I just started having to shave and having to wear a helmet at work. Oh, it hurts so mm-hmm. much. Oh, yeah. Like it pulls. Like once, Well, yeah, you, I'm just getting ingrown hairs. Yeah. If you've got a real be- like if you've got a like a full beard, it's not bad. Yeah, but if but, you if you have to shave for respirators too, you're oh, fucked. Oh, I, I totally understand. Like, do yeah. you really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because it's gonna I mean, be my a, hair's not like I don't I don't have enough facial hair that it would really matter. But in the near future, I'm gonna have to because um, if we use respirators, you need a, a full proper seal. Can you can you do like a, a very tight goatee? Yep, With mustache or goatee. That's it. Yeah. Don't do a Hitler mustache. I don't care what it is. Hitler mustache? <laughs> well, he, I was gonna, but now wrecked, that you say it. See, he, he wrecked it for everybody. You mean the Chaplin mustache? I See, I would totally <laughs> say. If Hitler never came along, people would still be doing that mustache. I was born like a day after him or a day or two after him. I shouldn't Ooh. go you around like, telling people you that. You mean like a hundred years later? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I see some tattoos here. Tell me about them because we may take some pictures. I do have tattoos. Um... You've got a bald eagle, so America, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's for freedom. Freedom. Freedom fries. And you've got a brain. The brain was, um, I'm bipolar. I had a a bit of a mental health uh, stint right after college. I was finishing up college. I was being assessed for um, learning disability and ADHD, and it just ended up kind of 
taken forever and she came back to me being like well it wasn't just this and that it was also you're bipolar and i really had to stop and i had to quit my job and became an outpatient at the hospital i go a couple times a week and quit your job what what were you doing that? i was doing i was working uh audio for film and i was also i was right back i just jumped right back in the factory work too okay so i was busy and stuff but one time i was uh, i was working a 12-hour shift at the factory and the whole time i was like fuck i'm gonna leave and kill myself man and i left i went to my parents house uh, I, I still live with them at the time packed sweatpants and a t-shirt went to the hospital and told them to help me out because because I was going to end it otherwise. And I'm glad I reached out um, because I'm glad I'm here today. But it was a it was a rough go for for a while. And now I'm, I'm medicated. I'm very stable, but it creeps up on you, especially in the winter. I mean, you know, you, you take, guys understand. I take you take vitamin D regularly. I take some vitamin D. I just ran out. But um, I do. take it with magnesium and vitamin K. Okay. Your body absorbs it better. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, once again, I got the gummies, so I got the good stuff. Although I'm, I'm actually going to order some gummies, but they're not that kind. They're I not found, what? I found a place that'll deliver like, like Uber Eats. <laughs> Only it does like the weed we, gummies. Weed eats. Weed gummies. I'm talking about vitamin D gummies. Oh, I, know, but I, I like yours better. <laughs> because it's, it's the thing. Can we I'm, trade gummies? Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Uh, but Aww. yeah, like I'm just letting you know, I found a place that delivers weed gummies. Oh, really? That yeah. vitamin D buzz and, is and the, sick, and It's man. cheaper than when we got in Vegas. Like 10 milligrams. He's so frugal. Yeah. <laughs> but like 20 10 milligram weed gummies for 10 bucks. That's Versus really 11 bucks. That's fucking, yeah. No, it's 20 bucks for five milli, like 25 milligrams. Yeah, but it's a good stuff. Uh, well, okay, it's Canadian government, but who knows? Because <laughs> yeah. the shit you get down in like Vegas and California, like that's like, I am pro GMO. I when, when it comes to weed. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really know. So I want to know more about your. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tattoo. Psycho killer. Yeah, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know the song, right? Psycho killer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Half of the people get it. The other half run like hell. So, But see, the thing is, the, but that's the thing. When I first saw that, it's like, I think I, I sang some talking heads to you. Yeah, no, the little boxer is just, yeah, it's an old timey little guy facing adversity. I thought it was fitting. And I have a bearded lady on my thigh too, I think. When I got that, when I got a bearded lady. <laughs> that um, seems kind of... <laughs> I actually, I thought, yeah, I mean, fuck. was that before you decided made the decision? It was before anything. I thought it. Huh? I thought it was your subconscious. I thought it was funny. In. I thought it would make for a funny tattoo, and it looked good. And I got it. And then years down the road, that I'm like, damn, does that have meaning now? You know, <laughs> that's spooky. Yeah, sporting the bearded lady on my on my thigh, but well, I just learned recently that through psychedelics you can um, integrate your subconscious and your conscious mind, so that was, without the use of psychedelics, go. it was happening through tattoos oh, yeah. <laughs> Who said there were no uses of psychedelics? <laughs> See, that that's one of the things that we run into, like it, it's funny how we divide the world up, right, like and it's one of the things that I'm so happy about that that people are talking about things like psychedelics because our subconscious mind, um, and basically what psychedelics do, whether it's mushrooms, they open or, that door. 
They just basically go that thing that shuts them off from the only access it when you're sleeping or as I call it, like the elves in the back of the shop. Yeah. Um, like we, when anybody goes, oh, I have good intuition. No, you don't. The part of your brain you don't have access to gives you an answer. That's intuition. They've right? actually been testing um, uh, mushrooms, uh, microdosing, and they are using it for depression. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's integrating the whole. Right. Um, I think and, it's resetting the brain, though. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, mm-hmm. and but but the fact PTSD. is, it's like, well, that MD, MDMA for PTSD. Like, I know that. yeah, because if you think about what PTSD is, it's a complete like pro, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a it's, fight or flight response. You're, and, and, you're brought and you're, back in that. Moment. And you're disconnected from everybody. Well, have you ever done MDMA? DMA? I don't touch the pill. I don't. Okay. <laughs> my brain, my brain's fucked up enough well, with just, the chemicals said, that said, I don't touch the pill. No, if it grows, I'll, I'll touch it, but I don't. Uh, not so, the chemicals. So here's so. the thing I will say about MDMA. The most disconnected asshole, dickish person. You want to make him love or her uh, love the world? Yeah, man. Give him some Molly. <laughs> like you're literally like it's one of those things. You're like in a puppy pile on the floor with everybody, like just <laughs> touching people, and it's like. So I, you've done this before. I. So the hip mustache might not have been ruined had there been MDMA around. Oh yeah, like like he was fucked up. <laughs> um, and this is what what and when we talk about drugs, like things like mushrooms, MDMA, um. Marijuana, particularly edible form, uh, all tend to make people more connected and empathetic. Things like cocaine, heroin, methamphetamines take people's em- empathy away. Hmm. Hitler was on interesting cocaine and methamphetamines. Didn't know that, right? Because huh. he had. But what, what are the benefits to that? What cocaine? All the the one. The there are no benefits. Why do people take them? Because it it hijacks the dopamine and serotonin response in the brain, or the dopamine, which is the reward center of your brain. So I, it still doesn't. I don't get it. So what does it give you? What A euphoria. Sensation? Euphoria. Thank you. Right, but it disconnects your connection to human beings. Right. That's why. So maybe and, a sense of independence that I feel great on my own versus having to connect with people. No, no, no. But basically, the part of the reason why, like, it, like literally. Uh, like methamphetamines jack you up so much, right? You have tons of energy. You can get tons of shit up. Like, and then we're talking meth, uh, uh, Adderall, like yeah, all. Yeah, I used sorts to be of, on Ritalin. Yeah, you know. Um, and but the so I but guess they I have to. <laughs> but they they tend to disconnect empathy, right? You're it like, allows you to be self sustaining. It's like she gets done. She gets done. She gets done. But, but at what cost? We're going to roll over the Polish people <laughs> with our tanks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with disregard right? we, to others. We don't need sleep. Gotcha. Right. And that's uh, like. So like, it's, it's like a type A personality drug. Well, but basically because the idea of type A personality is kind of like even any of those ideas are kind of misnomers. Right. We, we, it's, it's how we've classified yeah. behavior. Um, but it literally like the person with no empathy who win at all costs that's and what it does. not sleep it supports that that's what a lot of those hmm. types of things are that makes sense why yeah. you're taking that you know and his his basically like i've read a lot of like the the notes from the doctor like hitler's doctor you've read this yeah it's all available 
Um, I, I, I wouldn't call it light. I did a report on Hitler, but not the notes, the documents. <laughs> but but my, my, I guess I guess my view is that you know if you want to understand the evil of history, I get it. Then you have to understand how it happened, yeah. right? Because it's still it's sure. easy enough to go they're bad people. <laughs> For sure. No, no, they were you and me, right? How yeah. did they get there? So Jordan Peterson, as much as maybe people will love it or hate him, whatever, is very interested in this topic of um, studying how the world totalitarian is... Totalitarian regimes. Yeah, and yeah. avoiding this at all costs in the future. And yeah. Well, the only way that you're right, history is the only way we can stop repeating the same things. But if we don't look at it... Yeah, you know. And and I guess it's, it's such a fascinating thing to me... Um, because I, I want to take sort of a, like a, a zoom out little little view because a lot of people, you know, and I'd guess probably the majority of the people listening to this episode, they've never met a trans person. Um, yeah, and that's that's a big, to me, a privilege that I get to be there to answer any questions because when people try to answer those questions themselves, there can be so many, so much wrong information out there, you know? And I feel that that's one way to break down the barriers between uh, people that don't necessarily want to accept it or don't understand it and have some hatred towards trans people. Well, if they get to meet someone and have that one-on-one interaction, it's not a foreign concept anymore. Mm -hmm. It is a personal interaction that you have with another human being. And if you have those questions, and if you are with someone that is open to answering those questions, which is something that... I know not everyone is, but I've had a really privileged transition so far. I can't say that if I'd had to explain myself and myself and justify myself to my loved ones and, and everyone around me that I'd have the patience, you know, and the capacity to do it with strangers, but I haven't had to do that. So when I have strangers coming to me, why the hell would I not take the time to try and clear things up and, you know, try and form, form a friendship and bond and and the reaction I get is rarely negative. And if it is negative, they just they don't show it. They they walk away and fuck, I don't care if they go to their wife at home and trash talk me. I don't care. I don't care what I don't care what they think. Like it's I'm amazing. happy, but yeah. But if it can help at least just break down some of those barriers, then I can go to sleep it's a form of understanding yeah what do you think are the most common questions people have asked you or that have come up in conversation i think a lot of people that are trans can relate with the genitals question okay it is extremely inappropriate to ask someone what's in their pants because you'd never do that to a straight person but i understand where it comes from it's a big uh you know uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I understand where it comes from because because you're growing up, you're a kid, you're at school, there's like the how where do babies come from books kind of stuff. You have penis and vagina and that's it. It's the binary and that's what when people talk about non-binary and gender sure. being a social construct, that's where it comes from. There's sex as a thing and you have you have <clears throat> female, you have male and there's actually even intersex where there's a mix of the two. Yeah, you can actually have females that present like if you were to look at them you know do the do the hustler spread they've got like a clitoris (laughs) and a vagina and they've got testicles inside that produce yeah or even they can have a penis 
and ovaries. Yeah. So, so there's. Uh, they but, shoot eggs. But it falls. In- <laughs> <laughs> It's like perfect for Halloween, <laughs> Devil's Night. <laughs> Instead of having to like get that that crate, of them, I'm just saying, <laughs> show up, start shooting eggs. <laughs> oh, the visual is really good. <laughs> I know, I know. Little eggs. Don't fall off the chair. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, Catherine. <laughs> oh man. And I realize that that some people, if we had a different trans person on this episode, would. Uh, That's what not, it comes down to, right? Not, That's not, also not what it comes take down my to. Humor very well, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just finish what I was uh, saying, but you brought up an inter- interesting point. It depends on who you're with, because, like I said, and I tell people right right off the bat, we meet, and if if they find out, or if I just disclose, hey, I'm trans, like these are my pronouns, please respect them if you have any questions feel free to ask i'm an open book you if you think you're gonna offend me and you can't get the rights out the right words out just say it we'll backpedal together if you're asking something offensive i will tell you i might answer it so that you know but like don't i'll tell you also like don't ever fucking ask someone that again (laughs) and i have done it i've answered a question and been like you're lucky it's me because that doesn't fly. You can't go around asking that shit. But it does clear up those answers. And and I think that's an important part of it because not everyone has the privilege to, has the capacity, the emotional capacity and, you know, to, to be able to, to go around and answer questions. It's not anyone's job to educate strangers. No, it's not. It's not. To me, that I it's something I want to do is clear things clear misconceptions up because i think it's important i think we've got a lot and i think that's where a lot of hatred comes from if any what i think i think one of the things you'll run into is that people go okay this is how this person as i deal with on a daily basis this is how they they are so we'll call you you know he dude you know (laughs) he Uh, and dude what are your pronouns dude and man (laughs) yeah dude man (laughs) you know it's like a guy do bro Guy do bro. <laughs> I think that's from the Adam do Carolla you, show. You know, so what are yours officially? Uh, him and he. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you'll also then run into the thing where we're, we're human beings and we're sexual creatures. So then you'll have them go, okay, okay, I get this. It's like you, you do man shit like you, you know, climb up smokestacks and. Oh, I work with women. Don't. Man shit? You know, yeah. fix shit. You know, no, but, but, but that's just sort of like the way that people's brains work. And again, that's but that's that's gender roles. But yeah, yes, you know we're talking like you know I'm doing sort of that five thousand meter view or five thousand. We're generalizing. View. Yeah, but then you run into the thing where you're gonna have people go, okay, but now when you got a person, how does the loving happen? I don't understand. Yeah, and, and then it's it's one of those things where it's like. Well, I feel sad when I hear that question. Okay, let me chime in here a little bit. The loving, you know, how does that happen? It's not all sexual. It can be very intellectual and and emotional. No, but even if it is, like, essentially what any of us are going to run into, um, and this is what I'm getting at, is whatever plumbing we have, it works a certain way. Yeah. And play with it a certain way, and I'll be happy. But I feel fucking bad if you have to ask that question, because... If your sex life revolves around putting one thing inside another and that's it, 
damn, that's boring as fuck. Yeah. You know? There's but, so much more to a sex life than putting the P and the V. This this episode you know? brought to you by Adam and Eve. Yeah. <laughs> 50% off discount code. <laughs> Put in live well 10 and... Uh, <laughs> Don't I wish. Someday, someday. someday. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean, though? If yeah, someone asks, well, how do you have sex? It's like... I mean, there's... There's like there's, there's, this, there's, there's straight this. sex, but but it's but the thing about queer sex is that you ha- you take everything you know about sex that you're taught like, as a kid, and you just throw it out the window and you reinvent it. You know, well, that's but, but, the, that's but the beauty of queer sex. No, but but I think this is the thing about sex in general. You work with your partner and go, what feels good, and I will do more of that. But I mean, if you take it in a, in a context with queer people, you might have areas that you have to avoid, and mm. because it it creates discomfort to them, or but that's it, with it straight creates people dysphoria. Too. But there's less you know. of that with oh, straight maybe, people maybe, because because wait, wait 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 can you just talk a bit about that a bit yeah. more yeah I don't it, quite understand yeah um, I mean. well I mean if you have if you're having sex with a queer person, I feel that it's already so much more open right from the get go because. You don't have this idea that I mean, if you're if you're a straight person, I'm assuming you're at the bar, you're trying to find someone to take home. It's pretty straightforward in your head okay. how it's gonna go. Right. If you're queer and you try to do that, I, I think the thing, the, the, what you just said though, is why so many women are unsatisfied. <laughs> I would not disagree with that. <laughs> I agree with you, but when it comes to queer sex, the discussion's already open because. You run into things like, is there any area on your body that you don't want me touching? <laughs> you know, you have a vagina. Is is it okay to that yeah. we use it? You know, if like it, there's so many things. There's already that that understanding that it's not just that. It's well, not I just know. that. It's 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 sense. not as it's not as orgasm centric. No. It's more of connection it's a it's, connection and it's having fun and it's just doing whatever like you said whatever feels good and i think there's common ground between straight sex and queer sex but i think straight sex and i feel bad for heterosexual people in the way that i feel that they're not encouraged to open to have those conversations right off the bat before even having ha- slept together it's true you well, know see, and i think that that's the interesting thing it's why like the BDSM community, <clears throat> you know, if you think of it as like the straight BDSM community, although there's a lot of crossover, the whole thing is it's communication. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, this is in, this is out. This is my safe word. This is a no go. Right. Like, and even if you aren't, even if you are the most vanilla of vanilla straight person, that's what you should be doing anyway. Yeah, people should be talking right? more. Like people, and people fumble through. Like, they don't talk about anything. But then, Winston, look at it that way, too. You're you're just sold these preconceived ideas from such a young age. Not even just sex-related, but just that's how many kids you should be having. And right. at that age, you should be getting married. And, <clears throat> you know, well, try and think about your retirement funds and this and that. And, you know, you'll have grandkids by that age. But then you realize you're gay. You take all of that and you throw it out the window. You have to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. So That's where Rage Against I the feel... Machine comes in. There you go. Fuck you, I won't do what you told me. 
that sort of been my dun, dun, life. That's, dun, been, dun. that's been my life motto. <laughs> so you know. Do you want to have a baby one day? Pardon? Okay, let's. If go I want to, a baby, let's go back to serious. Are we going serious? Let's okay, go back to serious. This is very. I cool. very much want children. To have children or to parent children? Oh, I can't have children unless I freeze my eggs and okay. then. Is that how it works? Like, yeah, I have to freeze. You my can't eggs. have the best of both worlds. You, no. Oh, well, I don't want to get pregnant either. Some trans men do it. I don't want to get pregnant. I want kids. I want to be a dad so bad. I'm already a dad, just childless. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a childless dad. But I very much want kids. It would probably, I'd probably adopt. If I ended up with a man and I had frozen eggs, then I could have biological children. Yeah. But that's a whole other. I haven't really given that much thought to that. Yeah. Um, because I spent years and years coming to terms with the fact that I would adopt. Yeah. And now recently I'm like, which oh, is a beautiful wait. thing. Yeah. And I think, you know what? There's so many kids out there that need to be loved and they're, they're out in the world living unloved. I exactly. have love to give. Yes. And I know that I know that I have it in me to love a kid that's not biologically mine the same way that I would love a child that is. So why not? It's amazing. It's actually a very beautiful gift. Yeah. I'd like that very much. So yeah very cool yeah winston's in the washer <laughs> yeah. it's okay it's did okay. he take the sour cream in? <laughs> <laughs> no uh, okay you saw real rock 14 you saw I did. that what did you think like what were you what were inspired to do now? nina what's her name williams yeah nina yeah. williams for me, it blew my mind. I'd Nina never Capri's, heard of it. Nina Capri's is big wall Yosemite. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, again, like I'm, right. I'm not I, a fan I of bouldering, it, so I'm just but just throwing out Nina names. <laughs> just all the Ninas, you know. <laughs> Nina rock climbers, I know them all. <laughs> yeah, Nina Williams. I was so impressed by her drive because I find that that's something that I sometimes lack a little bit. I'll get really stoked about something in the last a month, and then I'm like, all right, moving on. But she sticks. She, she sticks with her shit and made it happen. It's really cool. I, I really liked. I really enjoyed watching her. I followed her after that, and I've been watching her stuff. And she's in pretty strong. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, right? Yeah. Is she pretty strong? No, she is in the movie Pretty Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I really want to see it's that. Pretty. It's almost like they should have an <laughs> and in there because the way they're doing it, it's like pretty strong, but it's about women climbers like being pretty and strong. That's okay. the whole idea behind it. It's a double. Yeah. If you want to go that right. Double. But that's, a double that's really whammy. what they're trying to convey. Right. Like Do you think? But there are more than pretty. I know they are, but they're strong. <laughs> we're taking offense, Winston. Yeah. No, but, but that's, I'm taking offense. What are you offense? trying but to the say? The, <laughs> there are more what, than just their looks, Winston. But that's what the people behind the movie are trying to convey. I've watched an interview with them. And that's what they said. Yeah. <laughs> I you know? It. So... Yeah, no, I think uh, Real Rock, that was, for me, like, was a big, like, the motivation just came back. And I haven't, like I said, I haven't been, cl like, rock climbing in a bit because I've um, got an injury. So, wow, that was awesome. It really kind of just made me want to get out there again. Well, maybe if we hang out with Cody, you could come visit with us. I would walk down That's to Red Rocks to meet it, Cody, yeah. Yeah, because it's his thing. I'm, it's in. Like, I'm if in. If the scheduling works, like, we got the message from Cody, it's like, Cody, it's like. We're like, hey. Let's, like go, let's, let's go do dinner. Let's just hang out. You know, we'll and he's like, well, how dinner. about we go climbing? And we're like, fuck yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Rope gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, at the end of the day, he's just like the sweetest, honestly. Yeah, it, it, those, oh, I'd love to like get those to pe Those people you meet. And that, this is one of the things that, that I kind of love uh, the most about the podcast is like, 
you know, you can reach out to people uh, that if I just went, hey, I'm coming to your place. You want to sit around and chat with me? <laughs> people would just be, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, hey, we've got a podcast. Would you like to be on so the podcast? So what you're saying is, Saying to someone, can we chat, sounds less cre- creepy than can we chat and record it. Yeah, but that's exactly it. You know, and... Here's some beers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> because... Can I record everything you say? Yeah. Yes, because, a lot less creepy now. Like, I love having these explorative converse, conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to touch on topics that you wouldn't usually... Yeah, like, because, like, I'm just fundamentally as a human being... I'm curious, right? Um, I go into life with the idea that, um, and, and I forget whether it's Carl Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson or whoever, but the more you know, right, it sort of draws a circle. The bigger the circle of the things you know, the bigger the circle of things you don't know. Yeah, the more you, the more you know the more you know you don't know. But that's the cool thing with the outdoors was like there's forever, like there's, I mean, like infinite learning. Like you've yeah. got climbing, for example. Um, <clears throat> you take climbing and you start climbing and you're at the gym and you're like, yeah, like I'm the shit. And then you go and start expanding that knowledge and you're like, I know <laughs> jack shit. You know, I know, <laughs> I know nothing. But it doesn't mean that you can't keep going. Yeah. You just yeah. keep going and then you know more and you know more and you know more. And like you said, you know more, you know less. But that's so exciting because that's just more, more knowledge that you haven't acquired yet. Yeah. So it's it's just, it's very exciting. It's well, so exciting. And it's the same with like, yeah, the fires or all of that stuff. It's just, you know. Ah. So, Alex, what's what's your future look like to you? My future? What are you you excited about? Funny, I got asked that question yesterday. Um, My future, I see it outside. Um, I don't really like big cities. I want to be able to just, you know, explore. I mentioned wanting children. I want my kids to grow grow up outside the same way that I was lucky enough to grow up outside. In where? In Quebec. Yeah, yeah, I was born in Get uh, in Getsnow and yeah, Getsnow is it's pretty nice. It's fun. You got we, the Getsnow Park. Getsnow Park was my backyard, so that's oh, we just spent New Year's there. Nice, my kids. We loved it. I love Quebec. And they got yeah. one of the best climbing gyms we've ever been to. Altitude. My brother got baptized there at Altitude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that church that turned into the climbing gym. Yeah. So yeah. my brother got we baptized. We were talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. When I went back in, the last time I'd been in was. In a little baptism dress, and then second time was in climbing shoes. Because <laughs> that climbing gym is the shit. It yeah, is. it's pretty cool. It's pretty fucking right? awesome. Yeah. It's like it has a crack system. Yeah, oh. you've got the upstairs. We loved it. And then we, when you go downstairs, I like, still have like tendonitis in my arms from because <laughs> we climb for like six hours. Oh yeah, it's a sweet gym. Yeah, but my future, I, I don't know. Like um, honestly, it's it's been so fun being okay thinking about my future. There was a time that I just never thought about it. Now I'm, every day I'm like, Oof, I hope I don't die soon. I have so much to do. You know, before I was just like, eh, fuck it. Like, I, I didn't care because I didn't care to see myself in the future. Now I do because I like who I am. Like, I'm all I ever wanted growing up was to be who I am becoming now, you know? Like, that was what I dreamed about. I just never knew it was achievable. So now it's like the world's my oyster, literally. Like, I, I'm just so happy. Like, I've already basically done what i wanted to do and in that regard like i'm 
I'm I'm living my I'm living as myself, you know. I'm living living my truth. Like I I can I'm happy. So it's so fun to make plans and think about the future now, whereas before I just didn't want to even bother. So now I don't know. Uh, future. I hope it's outside. I want to be climbing as much as possible. I want to climb the ladder to at work. Um, no pun intended, or maybe just a little bit. And uh, yeah, work work. Uh, uh, rope access is fun. It's yeah. It's problem solving and and creativity and rigging and all that stuff. And it's fun because it goes in three levels. I'm a level one right now, but there's room for for growth. It's like like the uh, Scientologists. <laughs> Different levels. <laughs> Yes, you're gonna, you're exactly the same. You're going to eventually have that like giant, you know. Next time I see you, I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, you have that giant Tom Cruise, you know, clock, you know, necklace. I can jump on the couch if you want. On that note, I hope I answered the question. question. Big audacious goals. I want to hear them. Big goals? Uh, big walls. I want to do big walls. Century Crack is on my list. Really? Like Squamish. Yeah. Yeah, 11C, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's like that's been on my list for three years now. Like, I, I love multi-pitches, but when I look at things that I want to do, I, I look at them more aesthetic. Like, I, like if it looks pretty, oh, I fucking want on. Yeah. Like, I love touching rock. Like, I, as a kid, I had an extensive rock collection. It broke the dryer, in fact. I have a rock collection upstairs. Yeah? yeah. Oh, my mom threw mine out. Yeah, really? she illegally brings rocks home from trips. I do always. So no, I didn't know that nice. was bad, but yeah. I don't No, I left mine I, in I my pockets. Dirt, and then My dad's ashes are there somewhere. <laughs> They're all confused. We don't know what they are. Is this Utah <laughs> sand or my dad? Is this dad? <laughs> no, he's in the trunk. <laughs> um... I was like, oh man, I would bring rocks and stuff, leave them in my pockets and nice. end up in the dryer and broke the dryer. And Mom was not happy. The rock collection hit the garbage at some point. But no, if, yeah, pretty, pretty rock formations and minerals and different sediments. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. But. Whereas I always look at the thing, like, and this is because I started rock climbing when I was young. It's like limestone, sport, sandstone. Don't climb after it's rained, but good yeah. <laughs> granite, great cracks, basalt—it's too fucking slippery. You know. Shiest hurts. It's so 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 sharp. Yeah, but but great foot friction. Gr- sure, so sharp though. My pads are crying at the end of yeah, the first. Yeah, but I guess I was running the thing where where if I'm climbing climbing on schist, you know schist. Okay, yeah, I would call it schist. But yeah, schist. I never know. Um, I'll just tape my tips up. Okay. And then I put contact cement on them and let it dry. Oh. It's super. It's like almost having climbing shoes on your fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to get back to like our big audacious goals. All right. Big audacious goals. Big walls. I want to build a tiny house. And yeah, I've been that. That's been a goal for years, yeah. years and years. And I, I have the skills now. In Canada, US. Doesn't matter. It's on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's really building your own yeah. camper. Yeah. Just so I can, you know, I'll have a, a home, a nest, wherever I decide to go. Because I have the skills now for it. And I know the right people, too. I work with electricians. I work with plumbers. I work with... Yep. I'm like, fuck, why Why not? You know, why not? Um, 
other than that, I just feel like it's it's almost like all of my old goals are almost getting tossed out of the window because I have this new opportunity now. It's like, wow, you were dreaming, dreaming too small. So I don't exactly even have the right answer for you for what are my big goals because right now what I'm like transitioning was the big goal. Yes. So I feel, you know, when you, when you reach your big goal, you're kind of like, okay, what next? You breathe a bit and then come up with a new yeah. big goal. So I'm kind of, I'm in the breathing phase right now. It's what next now? So what next in this new chapter so it's really exciting it's it's it's, it's fun <laughs> there you have it so going down that road that uh was took a while to get there but you did yeah and i wouldn't do it any differently so really what you're saying is like ladies if you want to fulfill yourself testosterone yeah essentially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you want to not have periods anymore and you want to get muscle <laughs> muscle gains and so yeah the other climb lives. climb harder you know you you don't care about facial hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it'll work for Alex Puccio. It'll work for the rest of you. So, um, it's a bold accusation there. <laughs> she is Jack, though. Yeah. Holy. No, I went from like doing no push ups Alleg- to like Alleg- cranking him out. Allegedly. Really? I want to see it. I want to see it before you go. All right. All right okay. All Alex right. is down right. to one. Holy shit. Two, three, four, one, four, five. How many could you do before? Like two. That was five, but. But I'm not out of breath. I'm not. And and, and Alex didn't warm up at all. Well, I stopped because it it start, it hurts here. Okay. Like I'd your have pecs. to. No, no, my shoulder. Like I oh, like you're, I you're, I do need. I'm not see, gonna I'm not gonna get injured. Now, proving I, wonder, I can do push-ups. <laughs> but how it's many, fun how, that I can. Yeah. <laughs> how many of your injuries do you think came like from being an idiot? No, all of them. Oh, okay, all of them. No, but more from the standpoint that that. Um, the testosterone makes your muscles stronger, faster than your joints do? Funny you ask that. I asked my physio that question. Um, she said that she said the injuries that I had didn't line up with that theory. Mm. That it was very, very... Um, what's the word? That it was... She said it, that my injuries didn't line up with that theory, but that that's exactly what could happen mm-hmm. because the muscles grow faster than the... Joints tendons do. The, and the tendons joints and, and whatnot. Too, yeah. So yeah, that's what she was saying. But yeah, because because those shoulders just appeared overnight. I had. I know you had an elbow issue years ago. I, yeah, it's still yeah. The wow, you remember that? Eh? Yeah, yeah. That was that was just from overuse. Yeah. Um, fuck, all climbers feel that. I think. <laughs> Welcome, my <laughs> yeah, world. Okay, click, click, click. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping I have to be really careful now. Like I have to be really careful to make sure that I bring the rest of my body up to speed. Cause yeah, I don't want to. Cause you do put on like the like fuck. I've been sitting on my ass for a year. I've put on more muscle. Like I was at work today, and I was doing pull ups on a beam to try and do an inspection. I could have never done that before. Yeah. Come on. No. <laughs> well, because guy, guys are like, uh, I think it's like untrained guys are like 40 to 50% stronger than women in the upper body. Wow. And it's all testosterone. Like women, you know, and, it, and it's one of these things like, you know, again, as a coach, it's interesting to look at um, the the differences between men and women. Women are very close to men in the lower body if you factor for the different size, right? right. Because, you know, you you've transitioned, but I have yeah. just a bigger bone structure than you because yeah. you you didn't have testosterone. Luckily, you... my legs have always been the strongest part, so yeah. I don't but, feel but that's, too much of it. Yeah, but that's as a woman. Yeah, we're quad dominant. Yeah, cool. like whereas dudes, we're stronger up here, and you're glute dominant. 
Yeah. That's why my ass looks like it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it doesn't help. The other day, I came up with a new training program, which at some point I'm going to write an article about and put on livewildradio.com about the every minute on the minute workout. Uh, I've been training for years and my ass is fucked two days later, which I know sounds kind of um, like alternative lifestyle, but, but it more comes into the thing where my gluteus maximus and because I use the band uh, while I did hip thrusts, uh, my gluteus minimus are very sore today. Getting out of a chair is uh, a bit of a, uh, Ooh, 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 and bending over in time with shoes. <laughs> and Thanks my, for the sound effects. And my quads. So, uh, so right. at some point, I will put that workout uh, along with other workouts cool. on our website because, you know, I know how to get people strong. I should share that with you. Any last comment? The idea of asking questions. Yeah, like, don't be a dick. Like, well, okay, here's be- the thing. Like, I'm not an idiot. If you're asking me a question... Purely out of genuine, well-intended curiosity. Right. I can tell that you don't mean any harm, you know? Whether it comes out right or wrong. So people, I think, are really worried when it comes to asking questions because they don't want to sound out of line. They don't want to... But, like, I'm a human. Like, I can judge... I, I can judge what is being given to me. Like, that is an ability that we have. You know, like, if... If you ask me something and it comes across wrong, but you don't have bad intentions, I'm not, you know, I can tell that. Yeah. So. So ask. Ask. If when people are like, well, I don't know what to, I don't know what to ask. The most, the best gesture for me when it comes to someone showing that they care is asking. If the, yeah, if someone's like, well, what pronouns should I use? Like what? Thanks for asking. That instead of you avoiding it and. Yeah beating around the bush or trying to just guess it, you're asking. And that's caring. That's allyship. It, you're doing you're doing the right thing. And if, if someone gets in your face about it, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. It's Everyone's got a different lived experience. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't take it too personal because that's having good intentions and trying to be caring is really all you can all you can do you know if if you're just straight up an asshole they're gonna tell and you know you're you're gonna get get what you deserve yeah but if you just want to be nice and if you're really trying to you know make 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 them feel comfortable make them feel at ease fuck just ask you know and and if you get a if you get a trans person that their response is not uh, it's more combative or what have you then you have to think maybe they maybe they face that at home maybe they and and remember, like you're like the, the the chances are you're still in the minority or the the majority, you know, because it's one of those things where you go, oh, you're attacking me. It's like, yeah, but what are they actually doing, right? They're 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 coming at you with a bit of energy. You're fine. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, their life is probably scary as shit. If somebody comes at you with that energy, and, uh, every now and again there are entitled assholes. Even in the trans community, probably, um, like it's like trans people are humans, and yeah. there are humans. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. That's something that people forget. Trans people are just fucking humans. Yeah. So treat trans people like humans. It's literally no different than you or 
you know, you and me, we're all the same. It's all the same thing. It's if you ask any minority a question and you get a, a defensive answer, don't take it personal. If you were in the wrong, then yeah, do take it personal. But like, just move on and just try and be better. Like it, it will happen. But the best that you can do is try and inform yourself and ask again just how to be caring how can you be your how can you be the best ally for that person you mm -hmm. know how can you be your best self to try and help them oh and ask yourself too it's like why are you asking the question like are you coming at it yeah if it's if you're asking a question to fulfill your own shitty curiosity it probably won't come across well, and nice. It, and and, and if, if it's if it's your curiosity, like whether it's but shitty, shitty curiosity, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a line at yeah. like yeah, you know. But but curiosity is one thing. A lot of times, I think it's when when people ask questions that are coming from like a pre-done ideology, right? It's like when you're coming at it with this this pre-done thing of like, um, I don't get you because it doesn't fit with my ideology. Right, like I might not understand because like I'm a guy who was born a guy. I grew up a guy. I like being a guy. I've never not thought about being a guy. So so then when it's a thing of like, oh, you were born a woman and, you know, or female. And somewhere along the line you went, ah, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> this ain't my thing. Yeah. Right? And then Then, you know, my view is like, oh, well, that's interesting. Right. It's not, I don't, you, you, you know, some weird thing. Right. You know, by textbook definition, you're unusual because it's, it's, it's out of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but what is the norm really? Yeah. You know, but, but it's more for me, it's more of a thing of like, oh, okay. Well, how's that work? Um, and that's the thing, right? If you come and ask me and you're like, hey, I was just wondering, like, do you want someone to kind of, stand by the bathroom door while you're using the bathroom at work or what pronouns do you use or i was just wondering like how does that work for you versus someone coming up to you and being like well how do you even fucking know that you're trans there's a difference yeah, there's between a difference. curiosity and genuine questions and personal attacks and judgment yeah and judgment and we can tell so yeah and i try and also understand like i try and acknowledge that i am gonna be sensitive to those things so to kind of take it down a notch a little bit because mm -hmm. if someone means well and crosses a, a, a line not a boundary boundaries are really important to be respected but if someone crosses a, a, a line where mm, that was a little sensitive for me but that's my baggage mm -hmm. i can still try and work through those things you know i'm not saying everyone should do that that's a me thing that mm. that i i i like doing I don't even know how to uh, put this into words, but there, there's, yeah, there's a difference between coming from a caring place and to try and just stir shit up. Yeah. You know, and people are going to, yeah, yeah, people are going to know. Off the cuff comments. Yeah. They're going to know. And, and I've had comments like that. Well, how do you even know? Well, how did you know you didn't want to be a man? Like, come on. You know, there's yeah, it's it's silly questions and people uh, like will know, you know. And have you had the support along the way as far outside of your friends and your family? Which are there others that, who are going through the same transition that you're able to connect with? There is a community. It's more specifically, I hope there are trans people in the outdoors. Um, 
I don't feel like there's a lot. I feel like it might be a daunting thing too to go out in the woods with a bunch of people if you have injections to do once a week or you're taking estrogen or you're, you know what I mean? It can be a daunting thing. thing. Like all of a sudden you can't just, you know, all the guys are peeing in the bush, but but you have to squat. Like if no one knows you're trans. What? Shiwi. Shiwi? I peed my pants so many times using a shiwi. They don't work so have I. No. Yeah, it's so well, shitty. They, they backflow, and then you're just like, oh, great. <laughs> little squirt, squeeze, squirt, squeeze, squirt, squeeze. No, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that how you pee? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about shiwis? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you're back, if you're overflowing it, like backflow. No, no, no anyway. they just they're they're too narrow. They don't fit right. Yeah, they're silly. I think that outdoors. Go girl. I'm just saying. There's Go girl. Options. I hear good stuff from. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It's floppy. It's floppy. Yeah, that's kind of a scary thing. Like, what if it flops inside? Well, no, you just, uh, you know, unless you. No, it's not the tip. It's the ins- It's the cup that's the scary part. Yeah. yeah. Either way, you don't have to anyway. worry about those. I, listen, so you're I sold, lucky. I, anyway, I used to sell those. We're, like, we're yeah. editing this out. You know. <laughs> no, but, yeah, we're not. I think, like, I think talking about, like, uh, ability for women to pee standing up, you know, or, or trans people who don't have the right plumbing to pee standing up, like, I think these are important issues. Yeah, but, but think about it. So I, I just think that it might be a daunting thing for a lot of trans folks or non-binary folks to go out in the woods with a group of people that they hopefully feel comfortable with, but they might not feel comfortable with. Well, this is the thing I would say to anybody. Don't fucking go in the woods with people you're not comfortable with anyway. No, but let's say we go in the woods and you don't know I'm trans. No, no, but... The, but you that, know, you're going to fucking find out when no, we no. start showering in the water. Oh, no, but that's... that's so that's But scary. it more comes into the thing of like these... Uh, like this is a bigger issue thing where we're beyond sort of a trans, non-trans thing. The people that all go out in the woods together who don't fucking know each other and they don't have sort of some sort of connection... Right, like, but do you see where it's then a privilege for a cis person to be able to pick up the outdoors so much more oh, easier? No, no, I, I totally because agree. you meet someone and you're like, yeah, we're kind of buddies. Like, yeah, we, we'll go. we hit it Let's off. Go. We'll go. It's a group. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not fine unless we're good pals. Yeah, it's but, not but fine. that's the thing. I'm just a big proponent. This is more becoming back into the thing. I'm a big proponent. Don't go into the fucking forest with people you're not good pals with. Yeah, I think I think every <laughs> mom out there can tell you that. <laughs> you know, don't go in the forest with strangers. Like this, this is the outdoor dad, dude. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when I teach people this stuff, like people are just so willy nilly. It's like you like camping, I like camping. Let's go on a camping trip. You people don't know anything about each other. You're fucking morons. <laughs> yeah. Like stop that shit. And I'm like, come on, let's go. What's yeah. we'll teach you everything? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go yeah. multi pitching. Let's go. What's yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like that's the, how you die. <laughs> That's how you end up dead. No, no. See, it's it's the... <laughs> she then tells me, oh, yeah, these people are coming on a trip with us. Do I know them? Like, uh, you know, it's like... I'm the experience. Like, I'm, no, we I'm, met at Walmart. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm like, you know, we've had that a couple of times where it's like, yeah, these people are coming on like a, a climbing trip with us and you're going to lead everything. And... Uh, <laughs> well, they better fucking do what they're told then. Yeah. And we're like, oh, I'll just kick them off if they don't. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, she, and she's like... <laughs> Oh, well, should I not have asked? It's like, and then it's like, well, maybe you should talk to me first. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then next time, yeah, I invited these people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's the Catherine inviting and Winston has to keep everybody alive. <laughs> it's Noah's Ark. Come yeah. on and do it. <laughs> it's like two koalas, two of the... Lions? I thought lemurs. you were going to say lions, but... Uh, I was going to say lemurs. Out of but, all of these... That's what you picked out of every animal on the planet is lemurs. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was thinking about like, you know, 
I first had the koalas because of the Australian fire, and then I was thinking about Madagascar. <laughs> so boom, a foo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the lemurs. It's like, we, we are awesome. Oh it was a God. good movie. That was yeah. a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think it just might be, if there's, there's trans people out there listening, and if they find it da- daunting to go out in the outdoors, there should be a community. There should be, like, shoot me a message. Like, there should be a community. I've talked about this um, with Josh, actually, mm. um, to try and get Baba. Baba. Hi, Baba. Uh, to try and get get a community together to make it more accessible because it's not readily accessible for queer folks to get into the outdoors because it doesn't necessarily feel uh, and I mean I'm speaking for myself here but it doesn't always necessarily feel like a safe space in the way that if you didn't have different needs you know it would it's just I've been lucky I got I got into everything I like doing I got I got into it before transitioning, but also with my best friends. Um, but if you just if you want to get outside and you don't know where to start, and then on top of that, you're adding, you know, physical differences and and medical needs. It's fucking tough. So it can be pretty scary because, I mean, yeah, okay, go in the woods with people you trust, sure, but I agree with that. You still don't know where you know you 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 still never know where your your safety stands if if no one knows you're trans and you get exposed and what you need yeah so it 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 could be I can easily imagine scenarios where that could be a terrifying thing. well and I, and I think that's the thing it's like I think a lot of people who regardless of what type of um, whether it's trans people or you know super introverted or or people with chronic illnesses or whatever they don't leave the fucking house right because it 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 becomes one of those things where the world is is a hostile place well i think there's a difference between social anxiety and uh, uh, social anxiety and seeing the world as a hostile place versus being trans and the world being a hostile place yeah like and i, and I guess i guess one of the things um that that i would hope you know yes like create groups um, and then realize that, and, and obviously it takes a bit of a leap of faith. I created um, a group for rope access, queer rope access technicians. There's a solid three of us right now. Uh, it's a small, it's a pretty small industry, Yeah, but we are recruiting. It's on Facebook, you know, but, but I think that's one of the things where we're, so we'll link to that. We'll link to all these okay. resources at the end. Yeah. But I think it, it's a thing where. Uh, I think there's probably more people out there who are, um, we'll call it laissez-faire, where it's like, I don't care, come on, right? Like it's it's you know the the idea of growing the nerd herd <laughs> is more important than I don't care how you pee, yeah, you know I don't. But it doesn't it doesn't matter know. if you don't care. It matters if I care. Yeah, yeah, but but right? I mean, that, but that thing of like. The, you know, I've taught gay people to climb. I've taught straight people to climb. I've taught men to climb, women to climb, um, uh, lesbians to climb. Uh, 
I, I've, uh, you know, never taught any trans people, but some, um, well, you might have, you just don't know. No, no, but, but, but as far as what the people identified, but some pan people, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's a thing where, and maybe it, maybe I'm, uh, overly optimistic, but I think it's one of those things where, where everybody benefits from being in the wild. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree right? with that. And more people are more accepting than people probably think they are. Yes, but your personal comfort is what's going to, at the end of the day... Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Like, yeah. You've got to be okay with it. On that note, what are some things that you can make us more aware of that matter? Well, so when I first started transitioning and I really wasn't passing as male at all, um, I was starting to use the man, the men's bathrooms and... and manufacturing plants that were built in the 50 men's to women's bathrooms are like at least three to one it's really hard to come to come across a, a women's bathroom sometimes and uh yeah so my my coworkers would just stand outside the door i mean and they would do it they would offer they'd be like do you want me to come in do you want me to come to stay outside do you want i mean one time i was like hey are you standing outside because you're waiting to you, you have to poop or something or oh no no i'm just standing guard for you and it's that kind of stuff it that's when it's that's the kind of caring that shows that you're caring you know and when you're asking someone how what can i do to make things easier for you what can i do to make things more comfortable for you it can be as easily as easy as someone being like well you know what i thought that i wanted these pronouns turns out i want gender neutral pronouns yep or it can be something like the bathroom or it can be something like you know would you mind fuck i don't know would you mind um standing outside my tent while i'm getting changed would you you know it can be really everyone's gonna have different things that makes them feel comfortable what matters is that you ask yeah what i think that's actually like a great thing human wise but i think it's it's one of those things where i think if you know fundamentally the answer is just better communication yeah right yeah hey what do you need you know yeah. Um, Realizing everybody's got their own situation. Yeah. yeah. Be it diabetes or social anxiety or literally anything. What do you need? What can I do to make within life- my boundaries? What can I do to make your life easier? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think, like, obviously, we, we, we're specifically talking about it as it applies to trans people. But, but it like, applies to everybody. Yeah. Like, and I, I think that... boss. It applies to your colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's one of those things where yeah. if more people were just like, how do I make your life suck less? Do you want me not to microwave fish at work? Yeah. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but that fundamentally is one of those things where, where if all of us were trying to make the people around us, their life suck less, like... The world would be a better place. Yeah, because quite honestly, like anybody listening, when's the last time you went, you know, whether it's a coworker or a friend or whatever, it's not, you know, what's in it for me, but how do I make people's life suck less? Yeah. You know, most people don't even think that, right? So I think... It, it means so much. Yeah. Else. And it you actually know. boosts the community as well. And you end up benefiting from that as well. You I know. think... Well, and, and especially if you're like a marginalized community, like it's one of those things where, where I've met a few trans people in my life, um, but I grew up with natives. And, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with the people that are sort of wrapping their head around the fact that 
a bunch of people just came and took everything from us. Right? Like, it, it's this weird thing where there's a, okay, we're proud of ourselves, but we've got nothing, but we've, you know. And, and like, as a kid, it was even just the thing of, like, this used to be theirs, didn't it? And, huh. No, it's not. Oh. But then this part's here, theirs, like the reservation. You know, like, it was this sort of, like, a weird thing that I dealt with. You know, and then it's just a thing of, like, oh, okay, well, how do you make their life suck less, right? Because, yeah. you know, when you're dealing with people where it's like, oh, yeah, our family, you know, like, ancestors were killed off and everything of ours was taken, you know, and... and you can't, you can't change what happened in the past, but you can definitely make a difference in the present. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that fundamentally is... That's always been one of those things that sort of stuck with me as a kid because, like, one of my friends, Donna, when I was a little kid, uh, she was native. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a super nice person, you know, played a little bit of backyard, you know, because we were little kids, you know. Uh, And it was one of those, well, she's a person and she's a native, the natives are fine, you know, even though I heard a lot of racist shit around me. Um, but it came down to her being a human. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that fundamentally, I think, is uh, what we run into with anything is that your heart beats the same as mine does. Um, you have to eat. You have to poop. <laughs> you have to sleep. Like, you know, whether you're a trans person, you're gay, you're any of the things that, that seem foreign to people. Um. Yeah. We like, all have the same basic things. Yeah, we all need like, to be loved. We all need, you know, happiness. We all you know, food need the same things to shelter. thrive. Yeah, yeah. It's like fine. The music they, they you know, that, that might be popular, you know, is different. Right? Like you're you're a good old boy, so you like some Toby Keith. <laughs> um, and somebody else might like some show tunes. That isn't that different. <laughs> you know, it's still four for our time. I think what ultimately connects everybody to anybody else is the fact that people are being vulnerable and just getting to know you a little bit more on our car ride to Real Rock 14 Mm -hmm. and just what you shared, you're going through a thing and that matters. And I think, no, but what I'm trying to get at is that... I think I know where you're going, though. Words. Like, when we take the... When we take a minute to slow things down and sit down and and open up and be vulnerable with people... Be it around a campfire, in a on a commute, on the train, you know, wherever, like anywhere. Then you 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 just you kind of break down those barriers. It's you are you and I am me. It's like no, like we are us, and we actually do have a very yeah. We do different things. We're different, but we have a shared experience, and that's just being human and living. And there's so many similarities when you actually take the time to take a look at them. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill in the rest oh, well ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so this is this is sort of our new thing yeah just keep walking that way um so our guest has literally left the building no not just left the, the <laughs> microphone to go pee um so one of the big things we run into now is uh, when we first started Catherine did not want to go over more to, like 45 minutes Right. Okay. She was like, nobody wants long podcasts. And I said, everybody listens to that Joe Rogan. <laughs> so now we're splitting the difference and we're at two hours and 21 minutes. 
So uh, I really want to thank Alex for coming on. Uh, I think what we've what we found is that you have to drink slightly less in the episodes. <laughs> you lose your train of thought. Did I talk less today? No, you talked a lot. Like Did it was I? good, really? but it's just, you had remember. a bunch of. I don't remember. You have a bunch of. <laughs> a little bit opens you up. A little bit. So what we're deciding is a glass and a half is all Catherine gets for podcast. Cause it, no more, no more, no less. <laughs> once beyond that, like it, it, like it, it's sort of like the social lubricant for the glass and a half. And after that, she's like, I don't know the words I'm saying no more. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you guys uh, got something out of this episode. You know, um, the way we look at it is that, uh, Alex, you know, hikes a rock climb, so it's outdoorsy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I go outside sometimes. Yeah, works out. Uh, you outdoorsy work enough. Out, you work outside and you use rope. So, and we like to be philosophical. So there you have it. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, anyone listening, really, you do you, because at the end of the day, you're the only one who is like responsible for making for making your own happiness. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then, Power and, through. And it fundamentally comes down to the thing of life is so fucking short. Yeah. Like in a week, I'm going to be 49 years old. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's taken for granted that you'll make it next week. You might, we might get hit by a car on our way home tonight. Like it's, Uh, there is no guarantee ever. And that's terrifying. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, but also great. Like another fine country uh, performer. uh, Oh boy. Not Toby Keith. What's the other? There's only one country performer. What's the other guy? Toby Keith. What's the other guy? No, he's the he's like the terrible racist redneck. Uh, like uh, uh, almost heaven, West Virginia. West Virginia. No, that's John yeah. Denver. Um, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah <laughs> River. <laughs> I fucking love Take Me Home. It's been stuck in my head for a week. Yeah. So, and Did, you're home. Watching, yeah, that's Take <laughs> Me Home. Road. To the place. <laughs> I belong in West Virginia. Mountain Mama. Take me home, country roads. Good night, guys. <laughs> so remember, work hard and play dirty. Oh, my God.